0: this is going to be a long fucking ride. You what? Sorry, I'm speaking to the dog.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The Dropback with Sam Lewis, Matt Burns Peak and Joe Costanzo. we're back with another episode of the Dropback Podcast this week. I'm your host, Stan Wilson, and I'm joined by Sam Lewis. Hey, Stan. Joe Costanzo.
0: Howdy, Stan. How are we doing?
1: Not too bad, thanks, Joe. Next week, we'll be hopefully joined by Matt Burns Peak, but nothing can be guaranteed at this point.
0: Get rid of him. Throw him in the bin.
1: <laughs> Before we crack on with this week's episode, we've got a few news items just to get through. Brett Ripien has been named Bronco starting quarterback for Thursday Night Football vs. the Jets. Nick Foles is set to start his second game, or sorry, so his first game for the Chicago Bears after being introduced halfway through Sunday's game. And three Titans players have COVID-19 and their game from Sunday has been postponed to around Monday or Tuesday. It's not been decided just yet.
0: I thought it was four players. It might be. Yeah, that's um, the
1: big news, really, that one. There's three players, is, about big six
2: news. or so back, backfield staff, isn't it?
1: Yeah, Yeah, including the long snapper. Tragic.
2: Is it yeah. long snapper included? I thought it must have been important players, because no, there were no important who was the players, Falcons player that had it? Who was the Falcons uh, player
1: that AJ Terrell.
0: Had it?
2: Didn't he just sit out and the Falcons just played?
0: Granted, yeah. they'd yeah. probably
2: rather not played, but why can't they do the same thing with the Titans?
0: Uh, I'm not really too sure. Give them a test this week. I think it was because they tested positive after, like after the game, so there was the potential, I know, originally during the think they were they were testing everyone on the Vikings as well. I think the idea was that they were worried that people were playing during the game who had then tested positive and that's why they're doing extra testing now and they're postponing the games until Monday or Tuesday next week. they're not correct. postponing the
2: Vikings game, are they?
0: No, because all the Vikings players have come out not positive, it seems. Well, exactly. it's kind so of why can they
2: te- why can't they test Titans players midweek and have them training Thursday, Friday Saturday.
1: I don't know, presumably they're gonna deep clean the facility because I know their their um their buildings can be shut until at least Saturday, they've said.
0: So I assume that's part of I don't really know what the protocol is here. It wasn't very clear from the NFL either. I know we were mentioning that before going into the season, but it seems like from this, like if you test positive, there's gonna be a whole round of extra testing. Obviously that the Vikings have it have it you know, not as not as harsh because they none of the players have come back positive, so we can safely kind of assume that they haven't contracted it during the game. So it must have been after the game.
1: Um, just staying on the topic of protocols, the NFL will now um will now enforce these protocol these protocols, and they will find teams in terms of draft picks, and they will also hand up suspensions if teams do not meet these protocols. Is that including the masks? Isn't it? Because coaches still continue to ignore it. Um, I assume so. Yeah. So maybe maybe that means a sideline ban for a coach. They might have to coach from the booth for one game. We don't know. Not sure but, how that uh, would really make a huge difference. I don't understand. Offensive coordinators are always in the booth anyway. So, I think it's more for a team morale perspective and just running your guys up around you in those in those key, crucial moments of the games. Yeah. Yeah. It's, this is it's, a huge competitive advantage for the Steelers, though, isn't
2: it? If, if the game, I know it's only been put back one or two days, but the fact is they're allowed in the facility. All, yeah. all week but yeah, not even just for practicing they'll be able to practice what they're going to implement against the t- Titans but their players will be able to see physios for the little injuries that they're bound to pick picked up by now with what Titans players going to do if they've got those little knocks and strains at the moment
1: yeah exactly it's going to be really tough for the Titans to cope with it and we'll just have to see what pans out whether that game happened on Monday, Tuesday or Eight. not at all and we can't imagine what would happen in that case
0: also, just on, on that note as well, um, I think it's going to be kind of hard on both the Steelers and the Titans uh, playing in week five on a Sunday with a shorter week without having planned for a shorter week ahead of schedule. You know, we we, we don't know how that's going to affect them as well. Yeah, but we all knew this was going to happen going into it. It happened with the MLB, with the Marlins at the start. And despite all the doubt everyone had about if the MLB would continue, now they're, they're doing a bubble system going into the playoffs. Do you guys think the a bubble might happen no. in the NFL playoffs? No, no I can't. The teams, oh, the, the the play- teams are the way playoffs. too big. In the playoffs. In the, playoffs
1: the teams, the playoffs. The teams you know, are way too big. The also, teams are too big. You've got too many, too much staff, too many coaches, too many players on the on the roster. It's, it's too why hard to facilitate. A bubble. It's too, how, where would you fit them all? With the NBA bubble, it's fine because the teams are really small and you don't have anywhere near as many coaches and trainers and other backroom staff. I don't yeah. think it'd be... You need so many hotels. I mean,
2: maybe it is feasible, but I don't think they will go about doing it. It depends if we get another breakout down the line, then they may have to think about it.
0: It doesn't necessarily have to be in one location. I'm saying maybe have it across several locations, several hotels.
2: Uh, That's so hard to enforce. There's people who are breaking the bubble bubble in the NBA. Imagine you've got, what, 16, 14 locations. And how are you going to stop someone?
0: Yeah, but I'm just saying, let's. all right, let's imagine a situation where a starting quarterback uh, tests positive before a playoff game, and then that team is just screwed. But how is that
2: any different than starting quarterback breaking his leg, falling down a stair? It's
0: because it's preventable. A lot more. You know, it's it's not just yeah. a one-off thing. You you can you can plan ahead and they... yeah. for, well, viewing so...
1: number, for viewing numbers purposes as well, it's within the NFL's best interest to protect these players as best they can. Of course, broken leg is. Not necessarily as preventable, but COVID nineteen certainly is in this case.
0: Yeah, and it's, we've seen it in other sports. It might be difficult, but I'm I'm saying just the NFL is a big fucking sport. And it brings a lot. How of...
2: many how many people do they have in baseball rosters? Um,
1: the the active roster, I think, is around twenty. All right, so it is double the baseball. Twenty people. thirty. I'm not really. T- I'm not too sure. I should yeah. know this, but anyway, um, it's... it's hard to speculate on something like this, seeing as we've got no concrete um, news over what's going to happen, but. We'll be back with, um, back with an update on the situation next week. Before then, we've had a few um, surprising games in week three, a couple of upsets, and an upset that wasn't really an upset because it was a draw. So let's kick off I with that. I was upset. You were upset. <laughs> Talk us through what, what happens, Lee.
2: The, the thing that upset me the most was the fact that we didn't bloody go for it on the two-yard line. How can you have a book called Fearless and not go for a win on a, for a two-point conversion? It's bang out of order. Because you're, you're like,
0: frauds.
2: We are pretty fraudulent at the
1: moment, to be honest. For any new listeners, this is uh, a He's a uh, vivid, uh, sorry, avid Eagles fan, and they just drew the uh, Eagles this weekend. He's he's,
0: he's particularly vivid this week, mate.
1: (laughs) Avid was the word I was looking for there. I think. No, we shot
2: ourselves in the foot way too many times. We saw some improvement in some parts of the play from Carson Wentz. He threw a couple of good balls, but I, I honestly don't know what's going on with him. It's like It's just like he's lost it his it's mechanics not have it's gone not, so much worse no they're they, not they that can't. much different they're not that much different. in 20
0: look at 2017 Carson Wentz I mean like <laughs> he looked he all right what the one positive I'd say is Carson Wentz looked a lot more mobile than previous he had to be he, he scored he scored a, a running touchdown which is good no
2: but you're right he, he looked more mobile outside the pocket than he has done since 2017 at least he's running yeah, so around in, again now showing less fear on that foot but you're right. I, it just seems a bit iffy everything he does. I'd, yeah, so because everything he does, great
0: mechanics are different than in twenty seventeen. If you look, yeah, and at then, then he makes
2: we, I don't think it also seems he doesn't have faith in anyone except the tight ends. And defenses know that, so they just cover the tight ends tightly. And because so you could be scared of Greg Ward and <laughs> High Tower and Deontay Burnett
0: on a consistent basis. Greg Ward was surprisingly reliable, though. He's surprisingly yeah, you, reliable. You but he's
1: not team. He's not a game winner, though, is he? No, he's absolutely not. And just going on to the other side of the ball, Cincinnati should have won that game. Absolutely should have won it. And yeah, Zach, Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor cost him the game there very much. So Joe Burrow put together an absolutely phenomenal performance. He looked like he'd been in the league for two to two or three years. He did everything right. But one thing I noticed on Sunday night in particular was the play calling was just really, really just dodgy. Because mm. like, where, where Joe Burrow succeeds best, he succeeds best in a spread offence with maybe a, a running back in shotgun or something like that. That's what he ran at LSU. That's what he does best. And when you switch it up and go to a heavy set, maybe 12 personnel with Joe Mixon behind you, you know, they, the Eagles knew exactly what was coming. It was going to be a run with Joe Mixon because they didn't do anything else out of that formation. They
2: didn't even do They should have whipped out a couple of deep play action shots from under centre, but they just didn't. It exactly. was really bizarre. I mean, they, they were fortunate by the, by the fact that they were helped out by Nate Gary on defense, so I don't understand how oh, Nate Gary looks so he,
1: bad. Honestly, he was awful. He,
2: when, Your
0: whole linebacking core in general didn't...
2: Yeah, so we don't give him any money because we think... It's it not NFL not standard. It's not. It's really not. Mm. He was completely yeah. at fault for that first touchdown. Like, he keeps just running to the pylon. when the, he, he sees the guy behind him. He checks, turns back to, and just keeps running flat around just looking at the guy that he's supposed to be covering.
1: Yeah, it was really questionable both sides. One thing we, we both noticed, Slew was the running the running again back on, on the Cincinnati side of things. They ran the ball consistently on first down, despite the fact it wasn't working. The fact that, yeah, Joe Burrow had an amazing game. Why are you not passing on first downs? Because if you run off, if you run for short yards on first down, the likelihood is you're going to face a third down. Loads of situations you don't want to be in, especially with an inexperienced. That's why, that's why our
2: that's why our D line. We had ten sacks on Burrow because they kept putting him in third and long situations where we were just teeing off on them. Like yeah, our no, D line. No it's on the on first the week. It's the first week where they've looked like value for all the money that they've put into that unit, and that is one thing that's somewhat positive as an Eagles fans going forward. But I'm not filled with confidence.
0: I've got a few more potential positives as well it, on the Eagles front is Slay looks really good Slay does and, look really good that's yeah. something we haven't had for years and he's he's he when he came back after he got injured he came back and then he basically finished the Bengals possession in overtime mm. that was a, a key moment for him and Miles Sanders also on offense looks like a he's fucking scored. great running back like honestly he needs more touches in these games because he, he what was it like 18 carries for 95 yards mm. like he, if he gave him what 7 more carries there that he could have made a bit of a difference. I think yeah, he the thing, was really yeah, phenomenal.
2: He was the difference maker
1: in that game. All that yeah. stuff
2: is fantastic. But the two things that, as an Eagles fan, I was, I could bank on coming into the season would have been Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson, and they've both been terrible. What do you think of they, Jason
0: Peters? He's Jason Peters is,
2: is a waste of time at the moment. He may as well not he's, even stand he's there. Slow and old. He's slow and old. And he's might just not he's well too be old.
0: There yeah I, I was thinking it's, it's kind of i don't want to say washed up it's kind of sad to say because he's been such a good tackle in the league for so many years yeah. but he's, he's not, not what he was should we go like no. that joe and who he what is he 38 yeah he's something like there.
1: that he's old as hell yeah, yeah. yeah. talking um, of um talking of oldness we're tired of the same old story of the falcons them choking games out every single week it seems their recent loss was to the bears on sunday oh, where they chose a the 27 it? to 10 lead and yeah. they allowed Nick Foles three touchdowns in the fourth quarter, which he had absolutely no right to whatsoever. When, when's this going to stop, boys?
2: It won't, because their defense is trash. And this one, this one is just as much on the offense. I know Joe wants to get in a bit on the play calling. But yes. even if Joe doesn't think that was good enough, there were open players. And Matt Ryan just had an awful game down the stretch. I think It really I think- was.
0: As it got into like the later on in the game, and especially in the fourth quarter, Matt Ryan looked kind of shook. He was he was kind of hitting like he's almost so shell shocked from the original Super Bowl loss that I feel like when a comeback seems to be coming, he just starts losing it, and then he's he's missing open throws and things like that. Right?
1: Exactly. I was, yeah. Talk about missing throws. He missed it, like a wide open pass to Ito Smith. It was a screen play. It was oh, man yeah. coverage, cover two. The corner was sitting well off, but seven or eight yards off the line of scrimmage and he just airmails it over Ito Smith's
0: head. Was that in the
1: fourth quarter? Yeah, fourth that I, I think
2: that's catchable. It's not over his head, it's to the side. The camera angle makes it look like it goes over his head. And he does have to whip it around Khalil Mack, who's right in his face. My, that, that wasn't the worst of his throws.
0: But my issue with that, and Slew kind of harpened onto it earlier, it's just the play calling in the fourth quarter was, was terrible, yeah. in my opinion. There were a lot of situations where like five minutes, thirty-ish left. Down ten points. They ran on first, first and ten for two yards. Right, fair enough. Well done. Then they passed twice. They they on third down. Matt Ryan looked like he could run at least to keep keep the clock moving, but instead to try. That this, was only second down. Oh, I thought that was that was third down. What what to the tight end?
2: Yeah, when he throws it back across, okay, That's only yeah. second down. Yeah, that's what was but more. Still, then about the it. third
0: down was it the deep shot to um yeah yeah that he yeah. uh, air mailed so. Either, either way, you've, you've got two opportunities there to keep the clock moving, down 10 points and they didn't, then four minutes down three points, three downs in a row, they're, they're throwing the ball like, what are you doing? This is the same criticism that everyone had in the original Falcons versus the Pats game two years ago, is <laughs> I, that they I, haven't been consistent with the running game in the fourth quarter and they're letting this happen to them, it's bad clock management all around
2: I think the difference is between the 49ers, yeah I agree they should have run more but in that Super Bowl they were running the ball consistently and then they just stopped. Yeah. In this game, the reason they got away from it was when they, it was down the stretch, they weren't getting any yards because the Bears were expecting the run. So they felt they had to go to the pass.
0: But they don't need to get yards, they just need to waste time. But they point, wouldn't have managed to wait
2: they wouldn't have managed to waste enough time. That they, the Bears they were wouldn't wasting, have shot.
0: So I know it's it's good to look back and, and complain, but in retrospect, they were throwing it three times in a row and whiffing and having to punt it. And then that, the ball back within a minute to, although to that's the Bears' true. offense.
1: Although that's true, though, when the Bears were in one score of them, why are you running on first down? Because if you're running on first down and your run game isn't successful, you're going to land yourself in third down. And I'm, when it comes to football, I'm not a massive analytics guy because I don't really believe in it in this context. But you can't allow yourself to get into third downs because those are the situations where your win percentage chance like decreases massively mm. because third downs they're clutch moments, the pressure's on, and it won't work most of the time
0: when matt ryan's playing like that would you not rather you know have an attempt at three they weren't doing anything
2: on the ground they weren't doing anything on the ground anyway you've got to hope that matt ryan and all his plethora of receiving weapons he's got connect for one because they when they were running the ball they weren't getting anywhere
0: yeah and i guess in the game but yeah and then he had a chance to come back and just threw the through the game away with hmm. that as well yeah at that point he just looked completely rattled to me I think. yeah
1: on the other side on the other side of things though although the falcons offense most certainly choked that game out why did nick Foles score three touchdowns in that third quarter like right. not necessarily from a falcon defensive point of view but how did he do it
0: the ones like, the, the, anthony th- miller made no sense I I think.
1: Know, he, just, he just kept on chucking up the ball it was like it was 50 50 balls the entire the entire time he was in the game he went around, I think it was 50% completion rate, pretty much. That's what he does. He, he was just putting the ball up for his receivers to get. And it, yeah, 50% percent what. That's what. He do, that's what that, honestly, that's what he does. I reckon Jimmy Graham and Alan
2: Robinson, if false oh, they're going to have huge years because he likes the big targets that go up and win it. That's what happened in our run with, um, at the end of 2017. He threw it up to Alshon Jeffrey, threw it up to Zach Ertz. He likes his big weapons that can go up and make plays. That's so he's he not the acquisition to do it. And he's, when he, not, when he, he's not yeah. going to have a better um, completion percentage than Trubisky. What he's going to do is when the shots half show themselves, he will take the opp- those opportunities. So I think they've probably got a better chance to win with Foles.
0: He's less jittery for sure than 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 Trubisky. I think Trubisky kind of overthinks things still and kind of has it in his head a bit. Whereas Nick Foles, I mean, he should have been picked off three times. I think. Oh, absolutely. Oh.
1: There, was, there was a throw he threw straight through triple coverage and somehow didn't end in a pick. Is that the one that um, went
2: between the Falcons player's hands? Yeah, yeah. was that the Anthony
1: Miller yeah. touchdown? Um, there
0: was an Anthony Miller touchdown that two, two defensive backs clearly could have picked the ball off. No, it wasn't that. There were, it was basically, it went
2: through the Falcons player's hands. Someone caught it. A Falcons player stripped it. Anthony Miller picked it up. A Falcons player stripped it again and then Miller fell on it. Oh my God. I don't know how they didn't get a turnover from that whole sequence.
1: Yeah, his throws were dodgy all around. Like There was there an was example um a motion play. Alan Robinson was on the right-hand side of the field. He motions in. It's a shallow cross across the field. He's wide open, dead to rise. And Nick Foles could have hit him two yards in front of him, got those rack yards. That would have been maybe a 15-yard play. Robinson caught the ball, but it was right on him. It, it, he was wide open. Mm. It just It worries me, his ball placement. There are a couple of yeah, a couple of drop picks as well, and then there were hospital passes as well that he was giving off to his running backs out on the flat. He was just allowing them to get nailed, and could have been picked off again if the cornerbacks react quicker. So yeah. the Bears need to drop the quarterback, and that's that's my takeaway from all of this.
0: Tariq Tor is ACL as well this game.
1: Yeah, yeah. he's going to be a big yeah. loss for them in the passing game. But then Dave Montgomery he flashed as well on um, on Sunday.
0: Yeah, uh, David Montgomery's been pretty good. In the, he actually, I think, just from those like little fantasy tip bits you get on the sleeper app, he apparently was leading the Bears in passing attempts at the running back position. So I think it is a loss, but it's it's not. It seemed like they were going in that direction anyway.
2: He's a good player, and the Bears yeah. have a really good O line now as well. Somehow, so he's a, he's should be fine.
1: Yeah, yeah, he should be. Um, another upset we want to look at before this, before we um, finish finish this little segment. Of course, Matt Burns Peak isn't here to um, have, give us his verdict on this. But... Oh, we're not
2: doing Lions Cardinals if Matt isn't here? <laughs> <laughs> do you
1: what? not want to talk Why about are that one? Stan, mention this. Stan, do you not even want to talk about this one? All right, we'll talk Lions Cardinals then. Because I, <laughs> I know you've got a lot to say about this one. I, I've got a lot to say about it. I thought we were going to skip over that, but no, I'm not, I'm not going to be allowed to get away with that. So, you can't
0: get bullied out of not saying your segment, <laughs> Stan. D- don't let him bully you.
1: Well, we've got to, we've got time for both. So <laughs> okay. the Lions beat the Arizona Cardinals on Sunday night football because of horrible play calling, bad quarterback play, and uh, to be fair, a good Lions offense. They played well to, in that game to beat our, our defense. But the play calling, Slew, you, uh, you watched the condensed game. that They did a film analysis on it. What, what were your takeaways from it?
2: Well, Yeah, it's when they're playing a lot of one-high looks, whether that be zone or man, and they're just not attacking the seams enough, or attacking man coverage to crossing routes. Yeah, it was there a few times in the game, but not enough. And to be fair, Kyler, I think, is the worst game- passing game I've ever seen from him, because he was yeah. missing reads that were there on the few occasions that Cliff did the right thing. We So, Joe, of... you want to say something?
0: No, no, just on that note, we kind of I mentioned it uh, earlier on, that it seemed like Kyler was almost going too quickly for his reads. Like he would, he would flash D-Hop, who was breaking open on a route, and then just move past him to the next read. And if he just stayed on him a little bit longer, he would have seen him come completely open on a, on a lot. Yeah, way.
1: especially if he goes pre-snap read correctly as well there, because they were showing a lot of the same looks all day. I saw a lot of three high zone, one high man. It was it was a lot of the same looks all day, to be honest, from Matt there, Patricia There, on there wasn't defense. even
2: a lot of um, hiding things. When it looked like three high a lot of the time it was very high. Yeah, it, when it was one high look, it was one high, man.
1: Exactly. There wasn't much, there wasn't much hiding. And um, one player they could have exploited quite a lot was Jeff Okuda. Of course, he had the pick on the... On the a, pick was on, on Hopkins. Yeah, the pick was on Hopkins. But Jeff Okuda, that game, he was awful on the boundary. Hopkins had him in his back pocket, quite frankly, and he could have gotten away with a lot more receptions on that side. I think he yeah. was showing Hopkins far too much respect.
2: Like he was sitting yeah. off him way too much. And Hopkins... Is a fantastic receiver, maybe the best in the league, but he's not a burner. That's not what he's saying. is. Yeah. Jeff Okuda's got speed. He didn't need to be sitting off him that much. And Kyler should have exploited that a lot more.
0: One other little interesting tip bit. All, so the turnover margin, 3-0 and for the Lions. All of the interceptions that they got, all three of were them... Were thrown
2: by Kyler Murray?
0: <laughs> good point. <but> no. <laughs> were new acquisitions they made in the off-season. So Deron Harmon, Jamie Collins, and Jeff Okuda. Just so you know, um, nice. and also Deron Harmon should have had a fourth one in the fourth yeah. quarter. I'm pretty sure.
1: Yeah, it, w- it was a game that Kyler will look back on with not many fond memories, but it's something to move forward to. I do you think uh, the Cards lost it more than the Lions won the
0: game. Defensively, go, they go. they didn't look outstanding. I know they 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 were winning the turnover margin, but it didn't it didn't strike me as as anything special.
1: Yeah, Kyler definitely gave them that game. I think it's pretty clear to say that. Giving games away as well. Jags gave away games to Finns there. Completely. They they like Minshew, nothing I've ever seen before in my life. I know he's only a second-year guy, but he plays with the veteran mentality. He've you reached the field like a veteran. He always takes what the defence gives him, but that's just not what we saw when he played the Dolphins on Thursday Night Football.
2: I think they really missed TJ Chark. He's, yeah. that, he's that go-to guy that's going to win one-on-ones and he'll stretch the field. Without that, it was really condensed and they didn't really have a lot of win-now option kind of thing.
1: Yeah, the, the passing game was really shallow. There wasn't much of a deep ball in there at all. And that allowed the Finns, Finns linebackers, as they were playing their zones, to play quite low down on the field. And yeah, that's another thing to look for if you re-watch this game. Is the, the Dolphins played a lot of zone coverage, which is quite interesting because Brian Flores is very much a man coverage kind of defensive guy. And to change it up, it completely messed with Minshew and he really struggled reading the zones all night. And that was a big reason why he was unsuccessful and the Finns won this game.
0: Ryan Fitzpatrick looked quite Minshew-esque, I think, with 18 out of 20 passes on the night. Uh, Very efficient. I also think the Finns just getting up uh, to a 14-point lead at the end of the first quarter so early, it it just kind of put the Jags on the back foot that they didn't really have the offensive weapons to, to keep up with.
2: You know what? It always happens on Thursday nights. Whichever team comes out to a hotter start, yeah. that usually holds on. I don't know I don't know why, but you never get the classic shootouts necessarily on Thursday night. The Jaguars were chasing it the whole game and Fitzpatrick was able to just, like you said, Joe, just pick his moments.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Devontae Parker is is leading the team as well, so Matt's gonna love that shit. I know he called actually Preston Williams, I think, for <laughs> the comeback player of the year because that
1: preston williams yeah preston williams played really well i think what uh, what fitzpatrick really really did well is because when the jags showed them the man coverage looks he put it in the window exactly where it needed to be every Mm. single time and the completion percentage shows that in itself but his accuracy was phenomenal he had fun what he had fun whilst doing it there was one play i think he tried to do try to um, use a spin move on one of down the stretch of the game because he knew you so far ahead. Uh, this is the, this is the vintage fits, fits magic we love to see. Yeah,
0: when he's having fun, he's usually doing well. Exactly. I, mean, I, I think it's that's probably you know causation doesn't imply correlation, but yeah. At no, uh, the end mean. of the day, uh, one good point from the Jags is James Robinson had a, a another good game, 129 scrimmage yards, two touchdowns. I think he's he's done bits for Stan's fantasy team as well with that pick.
1: Amazing pick He really has. I mean, shame he couldn't get me the win this week, but your credits to him. turn has been great for him, pick up him so far. Yeah.
2: And to be fair, we did all absolutely rinse the Jags when they released Fournette, but it yeah, shows they knew what they had right. there. I don't think Fournette... Honestly, I don't think Fournette would have done any better.
1: Yeah. With, with I think he's got, probably got more speed than Robinson. He's got a bit more experience, but Robinson isn't much worse. And for the money... They, say, they must have saved money when they released Fournette.
2: Probably, I don't think they would have just been him off otherwise, unless unless it's part of just the team cohesion as much as anything else. Yeah, no, I, think I think that's
1: part of the issue as well because they've got rid, they've gotten rid of quite a few big name players, and it might have just be a case of look, we're we're going to play football this season. If you, if you don't want to be part of it, don't be part of it.
0: That's what they were all saying, kind of going into the season, is that they they had you know people who didn't you know had controversy controversy with the Jags or didn't agree with the Jags, sort of you know or Jefferson. All right, but. If that's the right thing the energy of the Jags let's say and culture are you thinking culture, culture? that's the one culture story, is a lot the one.
2: a lot
1: better of a word
2: that yeah. word that they all, all the teams say but doesn't actually mean anything exactly yeah. frequently
1: um, used on the Move the Sticks podcast too and we all know the best culture
0: is the Washington football team obviously
2: to be fair the Move the Sticks podcast wouldn't like Joe right now because he's wearing his hat, hat backwards and that doesn't show a very professional vibe apparently
0: but I'm not a quarterback so it's okay <laughs> Only quarterbacks have to do that, obviously. Is this a Bucky Brooks take, obviously? It is a Bucky Brooks. What about wearing oh, a, your know. hat sideways? What is that? That's <laughs> um, terrible, I think. That's a bench key. Universally look. hated, I think. Yeah, what the yeah, hell are both. you? A
1: bit of both. Bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> right, so looking back on this week, what, what can we take away other than the games we just looked at? What are the big things that jumped jumped off the screen as you were watching the games on Sunday?
2: If the, ta- if the Saints have to insists on putting Taysom Hill on the field using more of a distraction than the obvious that's where the play is going because it doesn't achieve anything for them.
1: Yeah, that's, that's a, a good really point. Pretty good point. So yeah. in terms uh, of, in terms see, of It's been,
2: your... what, two or three years of Taysom Hill now and they do the same thing every time he's on the field. If he's lined up as a receiver, he's getting a screen. If he's lined up at quarterback, it's a read option and there's no way in hell that he's handing that ball off.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's that, a bit of a selfish guy true. with the ball.
0: Do you even think there's an option to, to hand it off? Or it's just That's a, a good point. Maybe it may be a designed run.
1: It's just yeah. a QB keeper, I think, at this point. There's no point calling it a read option. On, there's on there's a no lot of them, them actually,
0: he seems to be basically not even reading the running back. He's he's basically running behind the running back as a lead blocker afterwards. So it could just be a, a QB run.
2: Either uh, that or he's just running where he thinks he needs to go, but that's not how you do a read option. Because either way,
1: he's... Either way, he doesn't deserve it, the money he's getting. So yeah, yeah,
2: that's a fair point. yeah absolutely. So what is it? $10 million, $10 million they're paying him.
1: Oh my God. That is, that is obscene. It's a pretty cushy
0: job, though, isn't it? Getting yeah. over like four plays a game. Hey, he does special teams. <laughs> he does do special teams. He's, he's a paying 10 mil for a glorified special
1: team,
2: I do find it funny when you see someone on Twitter defending him, being like, yeah, what other quarterback does that and plays special teams? Why would you Tim want Divo. to. Qu-? Why would you want your quarterback to play special teams? How is Tim that an advantage? <laughs> he wasn't their quarterback, was he? Or their quarterback they... of the
0: future? Taysom... I don't think they believe that Taysom Hill's the quarterback I... of the future. I think they do. I don't think
2: they no, have paid. They can't. No, they that's can't. Not believe true. He... That's not true. They can't There's...
1: believe he's a starting quarterback. There's too many good starting quarterbacks quarterback. coming out. If he was a starting quarterback in their eyes, why did they have Teddy Bridgewater last year?
2: And Jameis this year.
1: Exactly. Why would you have those guys if you got your starter of the future in Taysom Hill? There is no way when Drew Brees retires, we're going to see Taysom Hill starting quarterback. That's just not happening at all.
0: Well, you'd I hope want not. to see Jameis with his contacts in, getting some, getting some shots. I want to see. What I, that uh, is. Yeah, I'd rather. I, I, mean, to be honest, he's,
2: the same, like, he's Would he's the Saints be that much less effective right now? I mean, Drew Brees I mean, isn't playing great. They'd get
1: more yards.
2: They'd also he's got, have more he's picks, got a
1: bigger bro. arm for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. most certainly. He's got massive. He's got much. They might arm do that thing Brees. where they just
0: stick him in if they need a hail mary. Yeah,
1: would, uh, yeah. Mm. especially as Drew Brees' arm is completely shot at this point. Like, there's no recovering of it.
2: Also, while we're on last week's stuff, Andy, we- Andy Reid is a fucking wizard. Yeah, like, some is. of the play designs are just crazy at this point. It's like he's taking the piss. When you- I, took an- I took a list, actually, a little <laughs> list of his formations and plays that I just hadn't seen. So he had a quad stack with a motion, four players lined up, but one in motion. A double um, running back sw- swing fake screen with a tight end delay, That's and a rollout with Hill in the backfield before an underarm shovel pass to their fullback Anthony Sherman.
0: Yeah, and it.
2: To top it off, a wildcat reverse to Mahomes with who threw a, um, a throwback pass to the opposite corner. It was just yeah. like he's
1: taken taking the like, football playbook. He's taking straight out of, like the like the NFL playbook playbook or something. No, no insane it's insane the it, stuff he does
0: it's literally the you know the coach from waterboy where he's just like writing up plays and like I've, making ridiculous. i've never seen it it's it's literally that i think i i my my thing's relevant to the that game as well i i said maybe it's just the chargers i think pat mahomes returned to an mvp like form against the ravens almost 400 tu- uh, yards in the air four tuddies uh, an extra tuddy on the ground which is pretty sexy like you said, the Sherman under underhand shovel pass was kind of ridiculous. He got one to Eric Fisher and at the end and then two spectacular passes to Hardman and Hill. I think he just put a punishing pace on the Ravens right from the start. We were down 27 points before the end of the half and there was nothing we could do to come back from that. And he just continues to do things that we won't see again from another quarterback mm-hmm. or at least will probably influence so many generations of back mm. down the line. I
2: don't know if it could influence it because that's, that type of thing is all natural. You can't teach someone to have an arm like Patrick Mahomes exactly. It's That's
1: generational talent.
2: Uh, Joe, as a Ravens fan, do you worry that the Chiefs have your number a little bit? Like how, you know, when it was Brady and Manning, how Brady always seemed to come out on top? Do you yeah, worry about said, that? said,
0: see there are kryptonite or something in the, in the post-game presser, so which is a bit sad. Um, I just think their play style is, is very difficult for us to contain with how we play the game um we can't really rely on just running the ball eating up the clock when every time they get it they're whacking out some ridiculous play and just throwing to an wide open receiver down the field there was a
2: point though at 13 10 after you forced their first three and out that then you went like three passing way passing plays in a row where before that you were averaging like 10 yards at rush so i don't so then they got the ball off that, scored a field goal, and then got the ball back after half time.
0: Yeah, because we, uh, we stepped away from what that, our philosophy yeah. was.
2: But it, it wasn't like you were far enough back that you couldn't run the ball. You're three points down.
0: Yeah, in that in that one situation. And then later on in the game we we kind of made it a bit close as well. But at that point yeah. I think we were. Oh
2: we at were that point, sure. yeah, you you, ha- yeah. you had to be passing the ball, there was enough time in the game.
1: I think just comparing the Chiefs and the Ravens, I think in a sense the Chiefs are always going to have a slight uphang on the Ravens in the current way they play because the Ravens are a running team and they rely a lot on their defence because the running teams often have to because they're not necessarily the teams that put up ridiculous numbers that a uh, pass heavy offence like the Chiefs will. But yeah, that's the fact. The Chiefs have passed heavy offence. They're always going to put up high numbers. And the Ravens might not be able to keep up with that.
0: I think Lamar's but, more like efficiency-minded than the necessarily big numbers it, through the air, and he will have yeah. his days where. He's, it was
2: just, it was just to be honest, it was just the worst Lamar had played in yeah. a long, long time. I don't yeah. think, it, I don't think it may have even that much to do with Styles because Lamar was just
0: off. Yeah, and you had to, you saw it because he had to lean on his running game as well, uh, on escaping the pocket and and running, and he was, yeah. he was doing well on the ground, but I don't want to see him. On the ground if, if i can avoid it i would rather see him be more clinical surgical like we've seen out of the, f- the first two weeks uh, like we were kind of raving about the week before I, th-
2: I think you're gonna need better edge rushers to take him down as well that's what the charges do you get ingram and you get bosa and you rush him, mahomes and make it so his first his read isn't ready when he needs to throw the ball yeah the um,
1: trade you guys definitely need to think about because if, the, if we're lucky enough to see those teams again in the like battle hour in the playoffs we we need to see a better Ravens defense if we want to see the Ravens stay in the game for a lot longer.
0: Our, our defense in general was was pretty good though. Like if you saw our first two weeks, like you didn't get enough, you didn't get pressure on it, you didn't get pressure on him
2: anywhere near consistently enough. I know, enough. No,
0: but I, I I'm saying generally speaking, this might been more of an off week uh, for the whole team. I mean, watching if you compare it, I know it's the Texans, but against the Texans. Um, our whole defense stood up, came away with multiple turnovers. Marcus Peters had an amazing pick. LJ Fort really, really showed that he was a serviceable, very good linebacker at the position, and none of that was really present in this in this game as much.
1: That's because the Chiefs are simply built different, and you've got yeah, to, be Lamar, able to match that when you play up against them. Yeah,
0: if Lamar has the time,
2: he will rip any defensive secondary apart. It doesn't matter how talented they are. You can't give him that time to throw and be comfortable. granted he was doing stuff that there's no things you can stop like that jump away pump fake so that that's that kind of stuff's just gonna happen
0: it's just annoying because they're two generational players i think and uh, so far every time well actually no the first game to be honest like last last year when they played each other lamar had a very good game they were close Uh, but that, that in that game he relied a lot more on his his first option was was kind to run a lot on a lot of occasions, and that's obviously when he broke the single season rushing record. But I don't want to see that. Like like I said, in the first two weeks, we did so well with a surgical approach and sort of efficient approach from Lamar. I want to see more of that, really, because that's what's going yeah. to be
1: better in the long term. Absolutely. Um, my take this week is that Kyle Shanahan again is just a genius. He could. Yeah. I, I saw this. Uh, was, I think the Pick Six Pod they touched on this briefly. He's just, he's an absolute genius. The fact he put up 36 points on the Giants when he's without his starting quarterback, he's without his starting running back, he's without his third, second or third choice running back, and he still manages to score four touchdowns on them. Hmm. That, is, on the that is absolutely crazy to me. It's on the Giants, but the it's Giants. still an NFL defense. It's an NFL defense. <laughs> Barely. All right. <laughs> yeah, he's okay. still a genius. You can say what you want. Kyle Shanahan is still a genius. Yeah. You've got your backup quarterback in there. He has a relatively efficient game. And you managed to incorporate your, your new trick play wide receiver. You've got Brandon Ike in there with a the rushing game of three attempts, with 31 yards. You've got Jerk McKinnon back in there. But, yeah, it's just really, really impressive to me how they managed to cut up so many points with so many starters injured. So mm-hmm. that's that's my big takeaway from this You're week. going
2: genius coaches. Sean McVay is going back to yeah. that higher level again because he's doing play call. I don't know why what happened last year. I don't know if he got complacent on his offense that worked but he's added new wrinkles and they They scored a lot of points against a really good Bills team.
1: Yeah, they did. That was really impressive. I, I expected more from the Bills defense person, personally and I would, have, I would have backed them to perhaps lock them down to something like 14 points, but they really didn't. They didn't fare that well against them. We're going to need to see a better Bills defense if they want to go into the playoffs.
0: Yeah, well, that's what we saw against them last year as well in, in the playoffs against the Texans where they were struggling.
1: Yeah, they need to build on that build on that defense for sure. I've
0: got one one more thing sure. just to, Go on, to add on here but uh, Brady had his best game yet as a buck and one thing we've been saying for a while is that often people kind of have this Brady washed up argument every single year at the start of the season when he struggles and then he starts to warm up around week three, week four and then he sort of takes over the season and obviously last year was a blip in that he had no weapons and hella injuries to, to, to battle through but Almost three hundred yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Another fumble, which was not great to see, but it was recovered by the offense, so not yeah. bad.
1: It's um, surprising for me to see a Bruce Arians QB finish a game without an interception, to be honest, because he's a he's a big guy, no risk it, no biscuit. You've got you've got to throw that throw that ball deep. They seem seemed to
2: move just, away from that though. It's definitely more. It's a Brady offense with Bruce Arians' elements more than the other way around. Mm. Yeah,
1: no, that's really good to see from him as well because. In, the, in this day and age, it's becoming more and more apparent. It's not about selecting quarterback for your scheme. It's about having an offensive coordinator and offensive mind who can adapt their scheme to fit around the quarterback and that's the most successful scheme. So it's, it's impressive to see quite an old-school coach and an NFL veteran in Bruce Arians adapting his scheme to fit Tom Brady. I think that's yeah, quite commendable on his behalf. So it's just moving onwards, there's a clear front running in the MVP race this year. Like, Let's not be funny about it. And um, I believe one of our, one of our hosts on the show um, called it. So to me.
2: So me. Yeah. Was that Ross me? Is was that cool. me? Was, was I bang on? It's week, week three. What, no, but it's what happened that I was exactly right and everything I said would happen has happened.
1: Up to week right, three, three, yes. Don't go out too much, Lou, but just no. talk us through what's, what's happening. What's the keys to this season so far?
2: I don't want to say it because I, it hurts every time I hear that little hashtag, so I'm not going to say it. What,
1: Ro- Ross is cooking?
2: Oh, stop it. Oh, well, no. This, <laughs> The NFL has taken something that was fun and absolutely killed it with their... Overexpo- well, what's not thought about
1: Russ Cookings, Luke? No,
2: Russ cooking is fantastic. The word, let Russ cook, is just overexposed. And it's only, as I Joe said, it's only week three. But yeah, they're letting they're him air it. They're
0: letting him cook, though. They're they don't let- need to say to <laughs> let him
1: cook.
2: They're, they're letting him air it out. They're giving him the ball to run that offense. And it's making them look a bit silly why they haven't been doing it for the last four or five years, to be honest.
1: Yeah, it is quite perplexing when you've got a quarterback who's standing to how you've got a run-focused offense. It's it's mm-hmm. bemusing to me. And at least they finally realised that they do need to need to um, let Ross in fact cook. Oh, don't say it.
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it makes me want it to not happen now when people say that.
1: <laughs> I know what you mean. He's a really just he's a cringy guy. Like let's be real, but he's put. He's missed unlimited mate so far. Mr. unlimited,
0: and he's got. Unlimited capacity to score tuddies. Fourteen touchdowns in three games is freaking ridiculous, man. Mm.
2: If it Uh, does take a step back, I think there's like four quarterbacks, maybe based on
0: current form.
2: Aaron Rodgers one.
0: I'd say Aaron Rodgers is probably the 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 lead behind Russell Wilson. Yeah, the
2: others were the other three before this week's games are down were Josh Allen and Lamar, and then I'd written. It's hard to overlook Pat Mahomes, who can always go on a tear and then he does what he does on Monday night football. And I think that can pretty much be described as a tear. Yeah,
1: it was a tear. But he did have a dodgy game last season and he still got a unanimous, um, he still got, he was still unanimously voted in as the MVP. So he could potentially bounce back from that. But with the season Russ is having so far. Oh, you're
2: talking Lamar there?
1: Yeah, Lamar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm
2: oh, talking, I'm yeah. talking Mahomes. If he just goes on that stretch, then he is the oh. best, he is the best player in football. And...
1: Yeah, it's just, if you can keep that up week to week, then sure, but sorry. I think Go Rogers has
0: got a good, good shot at making the MVP though with the way he's Absolutely. playing right now. Yeah. I he's think he's he, out. yeah, and he's he's spreading the ball around. There are some you know, Lazard will randomly have a good game. Van, Vantas Schult, how, how do you say his name? Vanters scouting. Yeah, Vantes well, scouting. Scouting, scouting also you. have a have a good game. Just like does it help he, fantasy owners though? Does it? Come on,
2: Aaron. No. Bit of consistency.
0: Yeah, I know. The one thing that's consistent is Aaron Jones in the receiving game is bloody consistently great. And the
1: boxing game,
0: yeah. But I'm saying like they say him good. out wide so much, and he's he's been doing. He's been a workhorse back in that regard. I honestly, I think he's on a tear as well just f- throughout these games, and it's going to be interesting to see uh, who, who they got this week. They've got
1: was it? L- I do believe they're playing the Falcons. Was it? was it who the
0: Falcons? Fl- that was it. Yeah, Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta Falcons. <laughs>
1: The Packers they absolutely the destroy them. Atlanta Falcons. Or, or, or they will. It, they, they. It could be. It could be a, um, a dropping. Yeah, they, the, the Falcons it.
0: won't have to worry about conceding a freaking ridiculous comeback this week because they're, they're going to get, get, get absolutely on the entire game. <laughs> just being honest, mate. Like, it, it hurts, but it's true. It does. It
1: is true. Does Josh um,
2: Allen need a bit more love from you guys? I think oh, Josh I'm, I'm, I'm loving Josh
1: Allen. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm the, loving Josh Allen this season. He's cleaned, up his me- he's cleaned up his mechanics, he's got a great offence, and it's just clicking for him right now. He's got Stephon Diggs, he's got John Brown, he's got Cole Beasley, who's having a great season. Yeah, he has sky- been... The li- the lessons at the moment. Sorry, Hello. go ahead, Joe.
0: So, no, I was just saying that the, the GM and the ownership of the Browns have really gifted him with weapons and invested into him, which is what you need to do as a young quarterback. Yeah, Brandon Bean's done a phenomenal job with that team. His O-line's been consistently like serviceable as well. He's not the best, but not the worst in the league. And he's got people to throw it to. And, and yeah. I think also um, just the, the bounds, the leaps and bounds we've seen him come through from the second to the third year in just how much more patience he has and how he's not trying to force the ball into places where it shouldn't be. I think he did. I wouldn't say MVP, but I, I'm, I'm not rushing... That yet, but he definitely looks a lot more surgical. I love that word this week.
1: Surgical. Surgical. He's very precise and accurate.
2: Do they have, you know, how the PFA awards have young player of the year? Do they have that in the NFL or is it just rookie of the year?
0: They just got rookie. Shame because Josh Allen would have had that. What do you Um, define as a young person, like under 25?
1: Yeah. Yeah, but then you've got seniors coming out of college age 24, haven't you?
0: That's on them. Don't go to college, mate. mate.
1: Yeah, you've got Hunter Renfro, who spent like year, five years in college as well. No, nah, I think um, unless
2: unless the Seahawks absolutely fall off a cliff or they get a couple of big injuries on offense, then Wilson pretty much has this locked up, basically, because the whole media is already behind him anyway.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, no, I, we did take... call,
2: I did call it first, though. Everyone else jumps L- on after week one. Oh, Just... Shut up.
1: Um, before we take a look at next week's games, I'm still going to hand over to you for our weekly pick'em update. Oh, you
2: want to know what's going on? I want to know. Okay, so we actually have two tied results.
1: Ooh, juicy.
2: So in tied, we could call it tied second, but I'm going to call it tied fourth just because it's you not me. Win, you lose. Yeah, it's um, Matt and Joe, both ah. 31 16 and 1. Just thanks to the Eagles. But what were like,
0: be this week then?
2: You were both 9 5 and 1.
0: Ah, okay. <laughs> Wait nine no, five. I because oh, the draw, of course, because yeah. the draw. Because <laughs> if you
2: if you'd predicted the draw, I probably would have given you about five. I don't think points. anyone
0: freaking predicts a draw to be honest.
2: No, I mean realistically, if we knew Doug Peterson wasn't going to be aggressive anymore, that we should have done. I'm still not okay with that. Why didn't they just kid? You know what? It's right, so, it, put it, it it's done. Don't worry. It's done. Just, just do, the the <laughs> do the breathing techniques,
0: uh, Do the breathing.
2: Um, and in tied first place at thirty three fourteen and one. Who could it be? You're one. You're one winner what you'll see two, you wins. Win or... oh, two okay. wins two off. wins off sorry two wins off you got to earn both of those yeah it's stan and myself
1: three weeks on top baby
2: so what
0: That's... were you guys this week then? that means um,
2: you, you had a good week Luke. stan was 10 4 and 1 i was 11 3 and 1 Woo. big weeks
1: big weeks I'm, I'm mr unlimited at this <laughs> he's no. make it <laughs> right I prefer, so I, to
0: be honest
2: I prefer Mr Unlimited than let, to let Russ cook so I'm absolutely really? fine with that yeah. I think they're
1: both equally bad so. no let
2: Russ cook is bad because of how much it's been done Mr Unlimited
1: is just funny with our week 4 preview we've got new this week the drop back game of the week Joe what you got for us this week
2: I thought it was just is it not just one game of the week for all of us yeah, a, I, a, I I, I thought
1: we made a
0: mutual yeah. decision. Oh, I
2: thought this. we were good. Yeah, I thought we could going to do a big stand-style introduction. And let us know what network it's available on. Oh,
1: I don't know. I don't know the game, the network this week. Oh. It's the Chiefs versus the
0: Pats, ladies and gentlemen.
1: There you go. Chiefs versus the Pats. What can All we right. what can we expect from this game?
0: Well, I think uh, out of both sides. We we were just talking about how amazing the play calling of Andy Reid has been, and how great Pat Mahomes has been. Looks unstoppable against the Ravens, and I personally believe, in my little biased view, that the Ravens' defense have got better personnel than the, the Pat's defense. I think, especially Cam's in the also, front seven. Yeah, Cam's yeah, also the shown the front seven is shaky. Cam's shown an ability, particularly in the last game against the Raiders, to sling the ball. Uh, he's had two touchdowns through the air, just over seven hundred yards, uh, but he's also had four touchdowns on the ground, especially in the red zone. He's very efficient in that way, and I think they're going to have to rely on that a lot. Uh, Sony Michelle had a big game last week against the Raiders as well, first hundred yard game, but only on nine touchdowns, uh, nine touchdowns, nine, nine carries. So just the nine touchdowns, yeah, just a and cheeky hit. little nine touchdown game. It's not much, but
1: yeah, you don't um, do that in your sleep.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know, with the with the with the Patriots backfield, they like to switch it around a lot. But I, you'd think with nine carries, one hundred and seventeen yards, they they're, they're going to feed Michelle a bit more this week, especially being a key factor like. You need to get the running game going to to eat up time, just to limit the amount of time that Pat Mahomes. That's hasn't. not
1: style. That's not that's not what Josh McDaniels does. And um, I think the Chiefs, I think the Chiefs here could potentially they could, up, like they could win this game by like fourteen, twenty one points, something like that. Because this Patriots offense, in terms of the way they manage the clock, is very very similar to the Ravens, and the fact that it's very much yeah. run first. And I think we could we could see a repeat of what happened last week if, it, if they're not too careful
2: expect yeah. either Rex Burkhead or James White, if he's back though, to have a big game. Cause Dobbins was your best running runner on down the stretch on last Monday, Joe, cause he was able to do stuff. He was able to take advantage of the chiefs linebacker, Mitch mismatches and receive the ball a lot. You lined him a lot out wide and the uh, Patriots do like to do that. So yeah. I think if, if you're going to pick one in fantasy, either pick Burkhead or White, depending on if White's back, but, like, they shut. Out, Birkhead, well, I mean, to be honest, they'd be so Patriots for Burkhead not to get a snap after he scored three
1: touchdowns last week. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's really true. Burkhead is always a fantasy patriots running running nightmare. Back. Yeah, it's probably pretty picking Patriots running back, good rules to live by. But I think getting to the red zone is going to be the hardest bit for the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Because once they're in the red zone, they're clinical, they will get it done. But that's what jo- Josh McDaniels is an expert in that area. But Cam Newton, he's going to have to throw the ball a lot more this game if he wants to succeed because they're going to, yeah. they're going to be playing behind at some point. That's inevitable mm. against Patrick Mahomes.
2: Belichick has he... struggled to stop Mahomes. Like in the games they've played, even the ones they've won, they've put up big numbers. Mm.
1: Yeah, so... especially with like you got you got Stefan Gilmore leading that offense. You're, he will likely match up on Tyreek Hill, but you just can't match up with, with players like Sony Watkins, Miko Hardman, Travis Kelsey. They don't have the personnel, there's, there's and too it's going to be. A, it's going to take a hell of a lot of scheming this week from Belichick if he's going to want to stop them because they just don't have the personality. I don't know if you there. can
0: scheme against Andy Reid, that like his play calling, like we saw last week, is, is no one's going to bring. He, he's pulling stuff out that he just, it seems like he makes up during the week and just puts into the game plan. And then that's the game that's plan. That's literally
2: over. his job, Joe.
0: I know, but like. <laughs> You, do you know what I mean like it's like he's just sort of making it up on the spot yeah I get you I mean. like, so, you can't predict dirt. you're not like okay well you know then they're going to have you know Miko Hartman running a, a quick slant here or whatever like no it's it's just crazy shit from, from what I yeah. saw last week
1: no you're right yeah well said that's really yeah just a good way of putting it you don't know what you're going to see because what even is the Chiefs offence other than just Patrick Mahomes doing crazy shit for the whole game pretty much With a that's what it comes down to Um, Um, predictions for this game then who we got
2: Chiefs probably the Chiefs they're at home as well and they're one of the few teams that have fans so Um, plus it's just hard to go against the Chiefs because they don't seem to struggle against anyone that isn't the Chargers anyway I think I'm going to say
0: Chiefs 41 to 21
1: I can get
2: behind that I think yeah the Patriots are good at the same issue you guys did Joe that yeah they don't have the elite edge rushers to make Mahomes rush, so...
1: Chase Winovich has been looking really good recently, but he is quite worried the fact that he's the best pass rusher on that team.
0: I mean, he's no Joey Bosa, is he?
1: Hey, leave, leave him alone. He's got cool hair.
0: You're just saying that because he, he went to Michigan.
1: <laughs> and that, but okay, just stop with <laughs> the personal attacks now, Joey. Stop with the personal boy. attacks. Now, <laughs> the personal attack. <laughs> All right, mate. Right, so storylines and uh, games within the games this week. There are, some, there are some great matchups this week. What can we look for within those games to uh, pay attention for? Slew, you put your hand up.
2: Yeah, can it not everything except Thursday night football? Uh, uh, yeah. Sure. There we go. Thank you, Slew. <laughs> go, what's your take? No, but why do they put these games on, on prime time? Do they just think no one's going to watch games midweek? Broncos Jets is so crap. Hey man. Brett Ripien versus Sam Darnold. No, it's Brett Ripien versus Sam Darnold being held down by
1: Adam Gase. Okay, point taken. That's true. Point taken. Oh God, imagine
0: the thought of being held down by Adam Gase. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
2: That was horrible. You almost sound lusting after that. I didn't like that.
0: (laughs) Brett Ripien had a pretty efficient day though. Uh, when he came in for for the Bucks, he, he was eight of nine. I mean, he did throw a pick, but it was eight of nine.
1: Ooh, eight of nine—that's like preseason numbers. <laughs> hey,
0: he was in relief for a very frazzled Jeff Driscoll. Yeah, <laughs> was that Jeff, one Jeff
2: Driscoll looked good when he was coming in relief for Drew Locke.
0: Yeah. Also, it's, it's interesting to see that Blake Bortles isn't playing. I guess he needs more time to learn the system. But yeah, he's been there a week. I don't think he'll know the playbook yet. Yeah.
1: I want to see Blake Bortles. I would have watched it. I would
2: have
0: stayed up and watched it. It would have Blake made Bortles it more bro. interesting, wouldn't it? Because I think yeah. it's been
2: too long since you've seen Blake Bortles. If you're saying, I want to see Blake Bortles,
0: <laughs> <laughs> you never want to see Blake Bortles.
1: I want to see the single most overpaid man in history take snaps. Leave me alone.
0: I mean, Jay Cutler was a thing. Nah, Jay Cutler was better
2: than Blake Bortles.
1: Jay Cutler's made that... a lot of money, though. Yeah,
2: but he was competent.
1: Blake Walters was not competent. At
0: times, he was also very lazy. But yeah. Anyway, they I, <laughs> I want to see Josh Allen versus
1: Derek Carr
0: because I think but they don't Derek Carr. On the look,
1: same side of the field. How are they going to match up against each other?
0: I'm saying they're matching up. Okay, the Raiders versus the Bills. Then fuck you. <laughs> I think the Raiders look quite good in the first two weeks, and then their yeah. disappointing performance against the Pats.
1: I originally thought
0: Gruden had turned a corner in those first two weeks and kind of got the team he wanted going. Um, I think Josh Jacobs continues to look really impressive after his, um, what we thought should have been a Rookie of the Year season last year slew. And like we said, Josh Allen's just matured so much as a quarterback since joining the league. And I think he, I just want to see the next steps. I want to see if he continues his sort of performance. I think he can do against the Raiders defence, it's, it's nothing particularly special um, but yeah, I'll, I'll be interested in that one, I'm also interested in, actually I'll probably save that for, for the
1: next yeah, one you save you say that one, I give us time to talk as well Joe that's alright <laughs> um, I'm interested to see Derek Henry, if he can if the Pittsburgh defence can stop because we've seen how good Pittsburgh have been this year can they slow down Derek Henry these are 2-3-0 and teams matching up against each other no. Are you, are you shaking your finger at me for Joe? They can't. <laughs> they can't stop happening. King Henry.
0: No, I don't I don't think they will. I think Henry's a beast. Um it's it's, it's not going to happen. I think well actually to be fair like we were saying with the with the limited practice time they'll get but I think there's only really so much practice time you need for being a just an athletic large fellow. At I don't think point, you need
2: to What sorry? I don't think you need to try and stop Derek Henry. I think that's how you beat them. Uh, this is going to be a bold take, but the key to stopping the cheat, um, the Titans is stopping the play-action parts, because that's what kills you. That's where they get the yeah. big yardage from. Yeah, Derek Henry's going to probably put up 120 yards, but if you're a defensive quarter, you let him do that, because you're going to score enough points against their defense, and they're not going to score enough points quickly enough. And that's how the Bills got beaten by the Giants in those Super Bowls, is they just let Thurman Thomas run for 150-odd yards and just slow down the gun attack, I'm more worried that that's what's going to beat you if you play the Titans, that they're going to beat you over the top if you try and send too many guys to beat Henry. Yeah.
1: With Derrick Henry, his no- I don't think his rushing yards per game, the numbers matter as much because of the amount he just gets fed the ball. You can say, oh, Derrick Henry, he rushed for 120 yards a game when he's averaging less than four yards a carry.
2: Or his one big, one big play.
1: Exactly, that's the big thing for me because if he's if not that he's not an immense yards. talent, yeah, 100 he's an immense talent, but yeah, 120 yards it jumps off the stat sheet And this is the reason why stats lie is you see, you see that stat, but you don't realize the fact that he's taken so many carries, he's taken so many snaps that could have been passing plays that could have been five, ten yards downfield, mm. possibly more. Yeah, that's, I, yeah, that's a really good point. If you so if you leave that Derrick Henry to work his magic. Um the Pittsburgh pass defence, they could they could probably shut down that play action pass yeah. really quickly. You've got play like linebacker like Devon Bush in the middle, who can probably adjust between guarding between the run and the pass quite efficiently. You've got Mike Kilton, he's having a great year. You've got Minka Fitzpatrick. Um I expect I I'd expect the Steelers mm. to come out on top of this game to be. Mm.
0: To
2: be Plus Derek Henry was doing bits before Tannehill even got to Tennessee and they weren't winning games.
1: Yeah. So Yeah, that's true.
0: That is true. I, yeah, but I think with, like you said, you kind of need to establish the run for the play-action pass to work in the first place. But anyway, um, I do think... No, you don't, Joe. That's old thinking. Okay, whatever. Anyway, I think they are missing Jack Conklin, though. Honestly, uh, mm-hmm. I think he had a... Because he was kind of held... Like, the Derrick Henry against the Jags in Week 2, for example, It was relatively quiet. And I think that game would have been completely different if Jack Conklin was on the team, I think, they're missing him in, in that regard and yeah it, it just looks like he's about to do happen do... though wasn't it you've
2: got a high level tackle and you've got a, a rookie coming in to replace him yeah they'll get there
0: i don't yeah, think it, they will do, yeah. so i mean when gonna... they'll get there it's not going to replace jack Clonkeny, no no, no they'll get they'll really. get that they've got a really good line again they may
2: not be a top level right tackle that's yeah. fair sweet beans yeah. Also, okay. teams in desperation mode playing each other, Vikings and Texans, both 0-3, probably wanted to be in the playoff race to kick off the season. One of them is going to have to start winning soon. Or a draw. Well, nice. one of them, I mean, one of them is going to have to start winning soon if they want yeah. to reach their aims. I think the Texans
1: will come out on top there. Texans I have had, Texans, had a
2: horrible start yeah, to the season, like, schedule-wise. Schedule.
1: Yeah, I think Yeah, Texans should really be winning this, to be honest. I like just saw what Watson's looked fabulous as usual. The Minnesota has looked terrible. It just seems like a matchup that the Texans should be taking advantage of, to be honest. But then, of course, we did see a massive week from Justin Jefferson last week because he bust out in the slot. He saw 80% of slot targets there, sorry, 80% of the time in the slot. And, and so we in there, perhaps. Sorry? Then they still lost. They did still lose. They were ahead
2: good. for what seemed like the first time this season.
1: I know. Yeah is a bit of the shaky one. Yeah, we've got some great games to look forward to next week and we were but
2: is that not similar to the Derrick Henry thing that that Dalvin Cook was piling up all these yards but they were shutting down the passing game in the first two games. When they get the passing play action game working, that's when they're dangerous. You need it yeah. to complement each other. You can't just be like, oh look at us, we've got 150 yards on the ground today.
0: Yeah. I another one I also think is the Bears versus the Colts potentially and this is why i think all right bit of a snooze fest though isn't it mate you're looking at me with dirty dirty eyes both of you and i want you to to reel that back in and turn that frown upside down and this is why (laughs) um i think i want it i'm just interested in seeing if colt if if folds is gonna be any good to be honest in his actual first start if not coming in mid-game I think he looked a bit ugly last week, like we mentioned at times. A bit rude. But... <laughs>
2: okay, yeah. There Takes his Pfizer off and, and suddenly he's ugly. Not very nice, Joe.
0: Yeah, that's pretty much how it goes. But um, I think the Colts' defense did really well last week. It was against the Jets, but they were consistently getting to Sam Darnold and making it ugly for him. And if they do the same against Foles, I want to see how many interceptions he's going to throw. To be honest, um, look, well, also looked very good, but once again, it's against the Jets. So, yeah.
2: I would. Love Bears to have a much better fo- line than the Jets do. Yeah,
0: and I would defense. So do the Colts
1: and everything and play cooler I would le- love to see Foles get benched for Trubisky. I think that'd be make a great storyline. I think it probably will happen. Well, if they go back the and forth,
0: just benching each other throughout the season, like four. Times. They still
1: got Chase Daniel there.
2: I hope not, because he was even worse than either of them. (laughs) He's been chasing a
1: backup spot. Shut up, Joe. That was terrible. (laughs) That was really bad. Um, On that note, I think it's time to wrap up this one. And that's all we've got time for today. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to head over to our socials to check us out, we're at Instagram at The Dropback, Twitter at The Dropback, Facebook at The Dropback UK, and our website is thedropback.com or .uk, whichever you prefer. I've been Stan. I've been Sam. And I've been Joe. Catch you next week. Peace. The Drop Back. With Sam Lewis, Matt Burns Peak, and Joe Costanzo.
0: I am occasionally just going to have to go down and give him a stroke and shit to shut him the fuck up. (laughs)